welcome back to Hello Sonoma. I'm your host, Francisco. We have a great show for you today. We have two guests, Joe Wilson and Aziz Atta, a technology business owner and an international correspondent. We can't wait to get started. Hello, Sonoma. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hello, Sonoma. I'm here with Joe Wilson. Joe, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right, uh, Francisco. How are you? Good, thanks. So Joe Wilson is a native Sonoman and the founder of Wilson Tech Services, a small business dedicated to giving customers fast, dependable, and affordable tech help, which in the Zoom world has become even more essential. Joe, you got your first computer when you were 14. How has technology changed since then? Um, it definitely has, uh, uh, you know, of course, changed uh, for the better. Um, you know, definitely uh, where I'm concerned with computers, I guess the more hobby side of things uh, that I concern myself with. Um, obviously, hardware is getting better and software is always being better optimized for hardware um, out there. Um, a lot of newer stuff coming out in the software world in terms of uh, deep learning, um, neural networks, really cool stuff like that. But as far as a more practical sense, um, what I've seen change is a lot in the mobile world. You know, smartphones have gone from, I remember when uh, one of my friends' uh, uh, parents got an iPhone, the first iPhone, and that was crazy for me at the time. And now it's just, it's crazy to not have a smartphone <laughs> in your pocket. Um, of course, with the advent of newer phone technologies like folding displays and um you know, uh, motorized components on devices. Like just, it's, it's very interesting to see um, just a lot of change and innovation um, in the tech world. And a lot of the time it does help people out more than it hinders them. But, you know, when it does hinder them, um, usually I get a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So what, what are you most excited about in the future of technology? And what do you kind of, what do you kind of bristle at? What are you afraid of? You're not afraid of, but reluctant. Yeah. So um, I would say I'm definitely most uh, excited for uh, really just how technology can can just continue to help us. Um, in fact, one of the most uh, recent, uh, you know, largely helpful things I've seen with it and actually been a part of is um, uh, the ability for computers to use their resources in terms of very intensive calculations, helping to uh, discover cures and treatments for COVID specifically, but other types of disease and viruses out there where um, it's called, uh, I think, crowdsourced computing, where you can lend your computer's computational ability um, to help uh, companies, you know, fold proteins certain ways, thousands and millions of times to see how they fit in certain ways, which normally take them months and months of time on supercomputers. When you've got tens of thousands of home computers that do add up pretty considerably. Um, that's a really cool thing to see happen and, and be definitely be a part of. Um, I'm really excited about that and how hardware is always getting better to help with that, but also, um, you know, uh, SpaceX and their, uh, uh, Starlink satellites getting internet to more rural parts of the world that just can't get a line or satellite is just not reliable for them. Traditional satellite internet. So we've got, um, companies working to make the world more interconnected. Uh, I mean, everyone on this planet should have access to internet. It's more, it's really a commodity now than a, a privilege in, in the, how it was in the nineties. In the um, and so uh, obviously there are more important aspects 
in the world, like running water and food and stuff, of course. But um, I don't know. Technology just goes hands in hand, hand in hand with so many other things. Um, but uh, as far as also maybe what isn't, you, you mentioned what, what would I not be super excited about? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I meant I touched on a little bit earlier the um, neural networking, uh, uh, deep deep learning or deep fake is what it's called. It's getting gaining media traction where um, very complex and um, almost intelligent, not really a correct word here for computers because they can't think for themselves yet. But um, these, you know, this technology lets you take uh, video and audio and turn it into something else that's extremely convincing. And that gets a little scary because, you know, for the last, I don't know, 200, 250 years, you know, uh, ever since there was printed text and then there was photos and there was always some ability to manipulate them. But once the advent of audio and and video recording came around, that was kind of the untouchable. Well, if there's video footage of it, it has to be real, et cetera, um, to a degree. But now you're getting to the point where people in their own homes, you know, with the right skills and and good enough hardware um, can run the right algorithms and all of a sudden you've got a video of me saying something I've never said and my whole career is ruined as a politician, for example, I, you know, things like that, that gets a little scary. Um, and so does artificial intelligence too, but that's a little bit further in the future. Yeah. So maybe for our uh, listeners, could you describe a little bit about what deep fakes are if they've never seen them, yes. what they kind of look like, maybe Absolutely. how they work? Yeah. So, um, deep fake technology is, um, it's, it can be uh, very convincing or it can fall into this valley of um, uh, where it looks almost right, but there's something off. And as a human, where people can pick that up really easily. So in essence, you take source footage of an actor who can get the mannerisms and even the voice down really well of someone they're trying to impersonate. Um, and then they take of the person they're trying to make a, in this impersonation of, uh, most commonly you'll see it with like Barack Obama or Donald Trump as an example. Politicians have hundreds and thousands of photos and thousands of hours of video footage that you can run through complex math equations to pretty much get a face uh, from every particular, every perfect angle you could ever imagine um, and then stitch it onto the footage that you filmed of yourself or the actor. And, and you've got this borderline, extremely convincing fake um, video created from pictures of, uh, you know, a famous person and in your face and your voice, and maybe even the voice can be the same way. And so, um, that's just getting convincing enough now where there have been some deep fake videos out there where you go, wait a minute, is that actually that person? It's also kind of creepy because you're like, wait a minute, like this is kind of uncanny because this is actually, it doesn't look off. The lighting doesn't look off. Nothing looks off. It looks like this person is actually has this man's face um, and not like a rubber mask and not like it's just poor computer generated graphics. It is very convincing. And if you at a first glance looked at it, your brain kind of goes, what am I looking at here? Because it's, <laughs> it passes that uncanny Valley. It goes past that point of, Oh, something's off. And that's alerting my animal brain that this isn't a real human. It gets past that. And th- when you can cross that barrier, you can, make very convincing content. Wow. Well, 
That's definitely a, going to the spooky side of technology. So I want to bring bit. you back, bring us back into the a little bit less spooky side. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a big battle going on that's been going on since the 80s, I suppose, which is Mac versus PC. There you so go. <laughs> where do you stand on this uh, on this battle battlefront? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for roping me back into a bit more, of a, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, easier to, to digest the topic. Um, but uh, Mac versus PC, um, and especially in the early 2000s with the I'm a Mac and I'm a PC um, ads, those were great to watch. Um, I, I I hate to be a little, uh, I don't know if I'm going to give you quite the hot take you're looking for, but um, <laughs> as far as I, when, whenever people ask me that, I always just tell them, well, what's best for you? Um, objectively, uh, PCs make up about 80 to 85% of the computer market. And Macs make up about 10 to 13%, depending on who you ask. Um, and that's globally. And so, you know, so objectively, there are more PCs out there. Um, doesn't mean they're better. It just means that the uh, application, more for like businesses and servers, um, you're going to have better luck with a PC. Of course, when it comes to using the computer, you have viruses and malware to worry about. Macs inherently are usually less susceptible only because... Um, since there aren't as many out there, people aren't going to be writing malicious uh, programs for a lesser popular platform. So mm. in that sense, Macs are a better choice for someone who might not be the most tech savvy and uh, might be clicking around too much and, you know, accidentally download something. They're probably not going to get much uh, harm out of it. So the difference, though, of course, is that there is a premium. Macs do cost a bit more. Um I don't know. I would say the the thing with Macs is that they do cost anywhere from three to five hundred dollars more for the performance you'd get out of a, an equivalent PC. But if you can if you can pay for that and it does everything you need it to do, it would definitely be a worthwhile uh, purchase. But um, for me personally, I like PCs just because they do what I need them to do. Yeah. <laughs> A very diplomatic answer from Joe. That's great. I like it. Uh, we're going to listen to a little tune here, uh, and we'll be right back with Joe Wilson. Welcome back. We're here again with Joe Wilson, founder of Wilson Tech Services. We were just talking about the epic debate between Mac and PC, and Joe gave a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go to a different, slightly different topic from technology about being a business owner. So you're a young business owner in Sonoma. What's that like? How's that been for you? Um, well, um, so far, it's my first business I've started, and it's going pretty well. Um, I'm 25. I'll be... 26 in, oh goodness, uh, about two weeks. And so um, I've been doing this for about four years now, almost, and it's been going really well. You know, I'm not going to lie and say I have uh, was a, you know, young genius and <laughs> I just knew what to do. No, I'm just kind of going with the flow. And uh, I, you know, I didn't put a flag in the ground and say, this is where my business begins. I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll just do this now. And um, it, it's been going really well. It had a slow start, of course, like most businesses would. Um, 
but the, but you know logistically i've spent very little in terms of getting it running almost nothing on marketing because sonoma is such a small town that everyone knows each other and word of mouth is really the most valuable way to get your business out there and so um only heard good things about you so far so that's great yes i, I guess i'm doing something right then <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely well uh we talked a little bit during the break about your music interests, but what else mm -hmm. do you like to do outside of the computer world? You must have some exciting stuff that you're up to. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, it's not, um, uh, I mean, I do some fun stuff here and there, you know, so I definitely will every once in a while get into little um, little bursts of kind of micro hobbies, I guess you could call it. Like I would mm. buy a DSLR, you know, like a camera off of uh, Craigslist for 300 bucks and take a couple, you know, pick pictures for a few weeks and then that's that and i'd kind of <laughs> move on to the next thing uh, you know not always have i don't always have something going on but when i do they usually don't last uh very long with the exception of um i have a 3d printer that i'm actually just getting back into using again um my 3d printer has definitely been a very uh, i think one of the longest running aside from computers um a hobby i've had um in addition to 3d printing i've also combine that when I was interested in it uh, with flying uh, quadcopters or most commonly known as drones, um, where I also had a, a little headset I could wear that could see what the drone was seeing. So it's like you're flying first person. Um, and those were combined because I 3D printed a drone frame and built a, a, a quadcopter onto that. Um, wow. So if I crashed it, yeah, I just print out a new arm or a new piece of the body. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's also been a lot of fun, too. And I've also been collecting records. I've got a record player. Oh, amazing. Point, I, what have you been yeah, listening I, to? I, um, for Christmas, my, my uh, lovely girlfriend bought me a, um original trilogy Star Wars um, uh, soundtrack. That's epic. On record. Yeah, and actually the last one's really cool. When you listen to it, it's the theme as they're attacking the death star but if you catch the light just right on the record there's a holographic effect of a three it looks like it's floating in 3d space um it's just an illusion but it's a death star rotating with the same way that the record rotates that's just a cool little thing to have too that is amazing what a cool blend of uh retro and yeah. new yeah exactly <laughs> that's incredible wow well joe wilson it's been such a pleasure having you on the show you have uh shared a lot of good things about technology and about uh the world around us giving us some great advice on how to keep out of trouble with deep fakes and uh <laughs> giving us a path to follow when we're choosing between mac or pc it's been fantastic joe thank you well thank you so much for having me and i guess if i could just um technology and computers in general are they're supposed to be there to make our life easier, but of course, um, there's so much that they can do for us that it can be also very overwhelming. And so, um, it doesn't hurt to ask for help and not just from me, but of course, from anyone else you might know in your immediate vicinity. So, uh, call me or any other person out there who's knowledgeable with computers and technology, um, you know, we're there to help you, uh, be helped by the technology, I guess, as much as possible. So that's a great segue, Joe, because I was just going to ask, what's the best way for oh, us to get in contact with you if our computer is just not cooperating? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> uh, you could definitely either um, give me a call uh, or shoot me over an email. Um, am I, can, I, can I say? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, yeah, so my cell phone would be, uh, my best number to reach me is 707 732 3911. You can either call or text that number, um, or you can email me, 
Joe, J-O-E, at Wilson Tech Services, and that's tech with T-E-C-H, uh, .net. So that's so, 707-732-3911, or Joe at WilsonTechServices.net. That's correct. Wow, Joe, an absolute pleasure. You're doing great things <laughs> in our community. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll be right back after a nice word from our sponsors. Tuesday, Tuesday, the 30th of March here on KSVY 91.3, your proud voice of the Valley of the Moon, proud that we can serve the great people of Sonoma County. Weather-wise here, sunny and warm for the next several days, no chance of rain, high 80 today, 81 on Wednesday, returning to 80 degrees on Thursday, the lows overnight 45 degrees, clear skies, no rain, no clouds, Thursday night clear, low 42, and then cooling off a little bit by Friday with sunshine and the high near 73. Keep doing your part to keep everyone safe. Be kind, be love, wear your mask, and pretty soon it'll be a beautiful thing. Hello, Sonoma, and welcome back. My name is Francisco. You're listening to KSVY 91.3. I hope you enjoyed that first interview of the day with Joe Wilson, founder of Wilson Tech Services. Uh, while we wait for our second interview, which is going to be Aziz Atta from Jordan, our international correspondent, I thought I'd play for you a couple of tunes uh, just to help remember the beautiful time that we're in right now, which is springtime. This first tune is especially relevant. It reminds me of how beautiful Sonoma really is in this wonderful season. The unparalleled, gorgeous, green, verdant hills that roll so beautifully in our valley. The mustard, which grows between the vines, and the first plum blossoms, which I've seen all down the streets. There are just so many beautiful colors. I thought this song would help uh, celebrate. It's Colors by the Black Boomers. With all my favorite clothes, yes, 
Again, that was Colors by the Black Pumas, a great way to celebrate springtime in Sonoma, if I do say so myself. The next tune is a song called Senegal Fast Food by Amadou and Miriam. Amadou and Miriam are two blind musicians who are from Mali, I believe, and they are celebrating the wonderful country of Senegal. And, you know, we talk about colors as something that we visually see, and these two musicians bring colors to the audio world with this amazing song, Senegal Fast Food. I hope you enjoy.
Once again, that was Senegal Fast Food by Amadou and Miriam. I hope you enjoyed the beautiful colors of that music, just as we enjoy the beautiful colors of springtime. This next song reminds me of a journey I took while working at the Bitterroot Ranch just outside of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. The staff decided that we wanted to go see a live concert, but that meant we had to drive two hours to the city of Lander in Wyoming, and uh, we were not let down when we arrived. The band Shovels and Rope, a married couple, put all of their energy into the music that they played, and we left feeling exhilarated even after having driven for so long. This tune always reminds me of the outdoors and of that journey, and I hope that you enjoy just as much as I do Birmingham by Shovels and Rope. Delta mama and a nigger jack man Raise their Cumberland daughter in a Tennessee band Plates bring water station in Couldn't play fast, couldn't fit in Caught a 66 Dodge from Carolina Got her education on her mama's dime she was singing in a bar called Comatose, halfway rusted on a salty coat. Rock of ages, cleave for me. Let me hide myself in deep, buried in the sand. Five hundred miles from Let my heart forget a 
Once again, that was Birmingham by Shovels and Rope. I hope it reminds you of the outdoors just as it does for me. Uh, next up, we are going to have one more tune before our next segment where I interview Aziz Atta, our international correspondent. He, as you will soon learn, has had an incredible international experience just because of his life, of where he's grown up, and uh, the different places he's lived. I met him while we were working for a nonprofit organization there. And uh, he's become since a good friend. He even came to visit Sonoma, which is a really great time. And he'll talk a little bit about that journey in this interview. So uh, before that, I thought I'd play a little bit of the classics. Uh, Sam Cooke, What a Wonderful World. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love you And I know that if you love me too What a wonderful world this would be Don't know much about geography Don't know much trigonometry Don't know much about algebra Don't know what a sliding rule is for Once again, you're listening to Hello Sonoma on KSBY 91.3. So excited to have you here. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after a quick message from our sponsors. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by the Tina Schoen Group, located at Sotheby's International Realty. This health moment is brought to you in part by Sonoma Valley Hospital. Learning to flip your thoughts can have a profound impact on your health and well-being. The simplest way is through a positive affirmation that flips the thought from a negative to a positive. For example, when faced with chores, instead of saying, I don't want to clean the house, say, I like living in a clean house. When getting up the motivation to exercise, instead of saying, I'm too tired to exercise today, say, I feel more alert and energetic when I exercise. Positive affirmations help us change our negative attitudes into positive ones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hello Sonoma. I'm here with Aziz Atta, our international correspondent. Aziz, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Madrid. Fantastic. Well, Aziz Atta is a friend of mine from Jordan. We met while I was living there in 2017. He is an international politics and history buff, a rock and roll aficionado, and a good friend. He is now pursuing a master's degree in international business with a minor in nonprofit management at EA University, EAE University in Madrid. Aziz, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Francisca. It's a pleasure to be here. 
So you have quite an international background, and I think it'd be exciting for our listeners uh, if you told them just a little bit about uh, how and where you grew up. Uh-huh. Well, I was born in, 19, in May of 1996 uh, in Zarqa, Jordan. Uh, to simplify what Zarqa is, uh, it's, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a city in Jordan that's most prominently uh, inhabited by Palestinians either uh, legally or illegally there. Thankfully, we were legal there, but not everyone was as fortunate as us. Uh, for the first uh, almost four years of my life, I lived in Zerka. I lived in a region, uh, in that region, which was, as I said, inhabited by mostly immigrants. Uh, at two years old, my dad had to uh, travel to Oman and let us live in Zarqa by ourselves. So from uh, about 1999 until 2009, uh, I lived in Oman, which uh, I credit that it shaped a lot of my uh, personality. I grew up there. And Oman is, in my opinion, an, an extremely interesting country because it's genuinely one of the most diverse uh, countries you'll, you'll ever see in the world. So the, so the minorities there in Oman, unlike a lot of Arabic countries, were extremely uh, empowered and that kind of always left an effect on me because I never felt like I was just living in a sea of Omani nationals. I had a lot of Omani friends, but it felt like I'm living in an international setting. In 2009, we, uh, we as a family, moved to KSA, uh, again, due to my dad's uh, occupation at the time. Uh, and the years in Saudi Arabia were also interesting because it's a big cultural shift between uh, Jordan and Saudi Arabia. Uh, more than you were living in Riyadh, I, just to clarify. I was right? living the in the capital. Yes, I was living in the capital, and there's a, I would say there's a big divide between the culture of Jordan and the culture of Saudi Arabia, in a way that I think I think most uh, Western viewers or Western listeners uh, wouldn't initially think. Uh, but my years in Saudi Arabia were also interesting. It's a it's a fascinating country. Uh, with a very interesting culture and a social and political system that I think is extremely unique to them. For better or worse, it's extremely unique. Uh, 2014, uh, after five years in Saudi Arabia, I moved to Jordan. I moved back, I, would, I should say, I moved back to Jordan uh, to uh, study uh, electrical engineering and in the border city of Erbil, we were uh, close to the borders of uh, Syria. And in a lot of days we would, uh, especially like at the hardest days of the civil Syrian war, we would like in class, we would hear the just bombs around the, uh, around the border. Uh, a, a couple of times we would also like, we get to the, the smoke would get to us. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> uh, but that was one time in a span of five years until I got my electrical engineering. And I think in university, uh, while I was studying electrical engineering, I was mostly following my other passions because engineering wasn't exactly uh, a passion of mine. Engineering for an Arabic uh, family is almost a must. Like you get your engineering degree or your medical degree, and then you pursue what you want to do. So that's that. Uh, so I had to be a good Arabic kid and uh, study engineering, which I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my parents who made this choice uh, because it opened. I, I think it opened a lot of doors for me. So uh, my years of being in university were, I would say, the most informative for me as a person 
It's where I shape most of my beliefs, most of my ideologies. Uh, it also uh, helped me expand through my interest in international politics. So that's a really good point. Uh, can you just, why should we care about things that go on all over the world rather than just uh, where we are? To me, I think it's simply that uh, we live in such an interconnected world that there is nothing in the world right now happens in a vacuum. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, everything happens, everything that happens anywhere has an effect everywhere. That's, that's something I personally believe in. Uh, and it's why I try to, as much as I can, to just keep up with everything. So uh, I can at least stay informed as a person and try to analyze them for myself and for anyone who's interested to listen. Well, I hope that all of you who are listening can recognize why I chose Aziz as our international correspondent. I mean, he has some great credentials and really unique experiences around the world, as well as being having his finger on the pulse of world affairs uh, in the Middle East, in Asia, in Europe, in Africa, and in the Americas. So he's a really great person to have here. We are going to take a little break because we are going to listen to some of some a little bit of rock music because these did not mention that he is a huge rock aficionado so we're going to play one of his favorite songs we'll be right back with because he's on our international correspondent on hello sonoma back everybody that was just a taste of dream on by aerosmith now aziz actually has a pretty funny story we don't have to say the whole thing but he was actually at a concert one of a huge rock concert in tunis the capital of tunisia and they called him on stage to sing this song aziz what was that like uh surreal uh i was kind of annoying to the band at first because it was a it was a huge party it was at a beach and uh the band they had their original songs but they also uh, covered a lot of like uh, classic classic songs, so they would at some at some points of the concert would get uh, like they want recommendations from the audience, and from minute one I was just hell bent on screaming dream on at them, and I kept screaming dream on dream on every time they would ask for a recommendation, and then at the final song they were like oh this is our last song we're closing with this it's dream on, and then they asked me to. Well, I didn't sing the whole song with them. I did scream the chorus of, of Dream On. I screamed. They sang uh, the chorus of uh, Dream On, which to, if, so, if anyone knows the song, knows it gets really, really screamy. Well, uh, that's just one more accolade to add to your uh, many accomplishments. <laughs> so uh, you, you spoke earlier before our little break about your international experience, but you you know you actually did spend some time in Sonoma about two years ago. That Tell is... us what you remember about your trip to uh, this uh, little town. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I think the first, and this is going to sound ignorant, but I think the first surprise for me in Sonoma was how beautiful and green it was. Like I was... Very. I came there in around uh, end of April, I think, which I think was probably the best time to be there. The place was beautiful. It was green. It was much quieter than I expected. Because again, as an international person, uh, the only thing I know about Sonoma is that it's close to San Francisco. <laughs> and if it, and 
Sonoma has nothing to do with uh, with San Francisco atmosphere-wise. Like coming to Sonoma and coming to visit uh, my friend there, uh, my whole assumption was, oh, I'm going to be in the loud metropolis of San Francisco. But then I get there and it's more of a, a quiet suburbs, uh, a very beautiful but quiet uh, suburbs with a lot of lovely, lovely people I met there. Uh, some of them uh, were kind of uh, not very sure about where I come from. But the, I think the most consistent thing about the people of Sonoma that I've met is that they were all curious and interested and they were all very welcoming. And I had a lot of deep and interesting conversation with them, especially the older people of Sonoma. Sonoma has some lovely, lovely older people. And that's mainly what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great that's a great point. So for the curious and interested listeners, where exactly is Jordan on the map, if you could kind of visualize it? <laughs> uh, should, I, should I give them a hint? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. No, just kind of describe it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it in the best way possible, which is what countries border Jordan. And just to give you an idea of how... Uh, hot the area around Jordan is. To, to our north uh, is uh, Syria. To our east is Iraq. To our west is Israel and the Palestinian Authority. And to our uh, south is Saudi Arabia. So you get three very hot regions and one kind of hot region around you. So it is, uh, we always say in Jordan, it's kind of a miracle what we're still intact as a country after the yeah. past 10 years or so yeah you guys have been doing pretty well so uh as our international correspondent i'm hoping that you can bring us some great international perspective to our our little town here mm-hmm. um you've been following the news recently what are some of the issues that you think are are going to be growing and up and coming in the in the headlines uh in these coming months well, I think one of them is a the Russian-American relationships. Now, that seems like such a macro issue, uh, but it does genuinely affect uh, each and every, I, I think, each and every person. Uh, to the extent that, well, while we're not, in my opinion, in a cold war right now, the, effect of, the effects of the division are still there. There's still almost a Russian camp and an American camp. Uh, when it comes to global uh, the global map, when you it's it's hard to imagine that there's still Russian allies after you know after the USSR fell and the Berlin Wall fell, you assume that everything just uh, moved past that. But you'd be I think wrong in that assessment, and you would be surprised at how much there is a Russian uh, influence and to some extent domination on a lot of Eastern European and uh, some Asian countries too. Uh, it's also one of the news that I think is important to keep an eye on is how President Biden will approach uh, Russia in uh, in the next in his in his years uh, in in office because for the past four years under President Trump uh, it was more of a let's say passive relations of we'll let you do your own thing you kind of let us do our own thing there isn't really uh, an interest in pursuing anyone in the Russian administration for human rights abuses. Uh, but for the keen eye, would would notice that uh, two days ago, well, two days ago from recording, uh, President Biden uh, directly called uh, President Putin a killer, which 
which wasn't which wasn't an easy thing to say for him, and it definitely wasn't an easy thing for Putin to hear. Which I, I think this is a <clears throat> this is kind of a new language uh, that's not very typical of the Russian of the American administration to to be to be saying. On the other hand, Putin uh, received that news in his typical way of just the cold, calculated Russian of saying he just wishes Biden good health. Which, again, it sounds innocent enough, but knowing how Russia operates and knowing how Putin operates, uh, and with the escalation on the ambassador's level as well, uh, Russia uh, requested its its, uh, ambassador in the U.S. and gave him a very strongly worded note on this is not an acceptable way to uh, to be talking between supposed allies. And in a similar vein, uh, also, and probably on a bigger scale, but more on an economical side, it's the uh, U.S.-China relation, which is also seems to be heading into a pumpy road. Um, because again, it will be interesting to see how well President Biden balances between wanting to be tough on China, rightfully tough on China from his perspective, while also not being uh, patronizing and not being a reckless uh, and not do a lot of reckless actions like uh, the previous administration, I would say. Uh, One of the important points to keep on is uh, China's new approach, which very clearly stated a few days ago that if the U.S. wants uh, to talk to China and wants to negotiate with China, they need to stop doing it from a point of power and start doing it from a point of allies and peers, which, again, is a very new tone. This is not something that the American administrations are used to. Being asked, being asked not to view things from a point of power, uh, and that was said publicly in a in an economical conference in Alaska. So you get the weight of that China doesn't want to keep playing uh, the hide game anymore, and they're very interested now of just showing their power and showing their influence. And we'll, we'll keep an eye on how will the Biden administration tackle those two extremely uh, uh, foreign issues that will affect the lives of all Americans and all people in the world, I would think. That's some great perspective, Aziza. I really appreciate you giving us your your hot take, (laughs) uh, your ideas on uh, what's happening in the world on a big macro scale, Mm -hmm. and uh, for offering your international perspective. Mm -hmm. I think uh, you've been a very, very great asset here in Hello Sonoma, and we hope to have you back again very soon. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you all for listening to this uh, episode of Hello Sonoma. Uh, We're just getting started here. And if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to reach us is on Twitter at Hello Sonoma. You can ask us any questions or provide suggestions if you have any ideas for what you'd like to do. In the meantime, I hope you've been enjoying the music and the interviews, and I hope to be continuing with many more very soon. Thank you again for joining us and have a good evening.